Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me to talk about Roman Yossi for the next hour, uh, <laughs> our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? They're trying to make him unplayable, man. He's 8,700 on DraftKings tonight. A combo meal only 2Xs his salary. But, like, if he scores, like, he's going to – with the combo meal, he's going to pay off at his salary. It is backs back on the road, but, like, dude's on a tear. So – I think at 8,700, you still got to consider him. I don't remember seeing anything remotely like this from a defenseman in recent history. Um, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl at the end of last year went on an absolute bananas tear. Like I think uh, McDavid had like 50 points in his last 25 games or something. It was something crazy like that. A little... (laughs) Since the All-Star break, Roman Yossi, 17 games played, 33 points. This is a defenseman putting up almost two points per game for six weeks now. I honestly have not seen anything like this. Like, I remember Mike Green, uh, maybe like 10 or so years ago, had a a 30-goal, 70-point season or something. For Nashville, obviously, John Carlson, I think, recently had like a 75 or 80 point season. This guy's on pace for like 100 points as a defenseman. Like we haven't seen I don't think we've seen anything like this since the 1980s. Like uh, and then the top line on top of that, uh, Philip Forsberg went absolutely nuke city last night. Did you have any Forsberg in your lineups? No. <laughs> I. Uh, I had the Terry line and then when I saw them switch it back to Terry Zegris Grant. I was like, I'm leaving Comtois because he's on the power play. I don't want to play Grant. He's old. Two goals, shot bonus. (laughs) I bubbled scenes. 
yeah, that's just kind of the way it goes. I mean, I don't blame you either. Like uh, Derek Grant, typically not a very good uh, DFS option, regardless of the price, but uh, he certainly did well last night. I saw, got a DM from Provius. Provius also did very well last night. He had uh, Yossi in Nashville one, finished second in the quarter arcade uh, and the hit check as well. Um, and Bill Dozer also finished third in the quarter arcade, had a couple top 10 finishes in the hip check. So pretty good night. Uh, if you rostered Nashville, if you didn't roster Nashville, uh, real tough night. I did not roster Nashville either. So I did not have a good night last night, but we are here uh, for this massive 11 game slate that we have coming up tonight. Um, the DraftKings has a big tournament uh, going on today. The, the spin three, hundred uh, K to first 300 K prize pool. Um, there's been some back and forth in our discord about that uh, prize structure, uh, but we don't get very many tournaments with uh, six figures up top uh, in NHL. So at least it's something uh, for uh, maybe some higher stakes, casual people uh, to glom onto a little bit. Um, before we get too much further, just want to give a shout out to Yahoo fantasy. Yahoo has been our sponsor this entire season and we are giving away a free month of Osmo plus platinum. And also Yahoo's giving away a little bit of money for first time, uh, Yahoo DFS players. So if you haven't played on Yahoo before, uh, stick around. Uh, we'll have a, a deal uh, through Yahoo. We'll talk about a little bit later in the show. And if everybody in the chat could, please uh, throw us a thumbs up. Click uh, that like button. It really helps. So click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, the subscriptions really help us out a lot, help grow this channel, help keep these shows coming on a regular basis. I mean, NHL is going to be around for at least two more months, right? Because um, it's going right to the end of April in the regular season. And then the first two weeks or so, uh, we usually do shows for the first round of the playoffs and all that. And then, of course, MLB starts here in a couple of weeks. NBA still in full swing. We got PGA, MMA, NASCAR, lots of stuff. So make sure you click that subscribe button and click the bells to get alerts whenever those shows do go live. Uh, up on the site today, we have NBA player projections and NHL ownership projections. So whether you're playing NBA or NHL tonight, uh, there's stuff up on Osmo.com to help you out. We also have PGA Top Golfers. Um, I believe it was the golf show that just finished before us. Uh, so you have those guys. You have our PGA Top Golfers uh, up on Osmo.com, all free uh, for anybody to go view right now. We're also giving away a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum through our podcast channel. So head on over to the Osmo podcast channel. The link is down below uh, and just leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle or your Osmo username, and you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo plus platinum. All right, Josh, we've got a big 11 game slate ahead here. Lots of changes to lineups, obviously because of the trade deadline and stuff like that. I would also mention there's a lot of teams that had, something that would be called like optional skates or didn't even have one this morning because there are new players coming in. So it's likely, you know, maybe they just had a quick workout, maybe a video session and then that's it. So there are going to be some spots where um, lineup information is going to be spotty. Um, the usual suspects apply here, but um, even more so like there's, uh, there's an original six team where we have no idea how they're going to line up here tonight. So just be warned that, uh, lineups could change quite drastically between now and when the puck drops. So uh, we're going with what we have now, going with, you know, what teams went with yesterday or in their last game or something like that. Just beware that things could change. Um, all right, let's get to these games, Josh. New York, your New York Rangers have a 3.3 implied gold total. They're going into New Jersey to face the Devils. The Devils have a 2.7 implied gold total. 
the Rangers, one of those teams that did make some changes. Andrew Kopp uh, was traded for yesterday. Looks like he's going to come in on the third line with Philip Hedel. Uh, Frank Vitrano was traded uh, last week. So, you know, I think he's had two games there, at least one uh, so far. So he's on the second line with uh, Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom. Um, Igor is in net. Igor is also very expensive at 8,200 on the road, at least over on DraftKings. On FanDuel, it's 8,600 on the road. Uh, that feels like a good goalie spot to get away from. Um, but that doesn't mean that we are not playing Rangers or we're not playing Devils. I think there's stuff on both sides. What do you think? Yeah. So, like, how do you think the Devils match is probably going to be Nico Heischer, Jesper Brack going out against Mika Zibanejan? So, you know, that line has been pretty good defensively. I'm not really itching to play Rangers' top line here in 11 games slate. Um, I mean, you can power play stack, but that is pretty expensive on the road here. So that would, you know, go down to the second line here. Jack Hughes, Mercer, Sharangovich against Strom, Panera, and Vitrano. Now, the Hughes line without Brat is pretty high event both ways. They gave up a lot of chances, but now Vitrano has been there for three games. They have a 35-minute sample, and it is not pretty. But, like... What do you really expect from a Strom Panarin line? You know, it's 30, 38% Corsi 4 percentage, and they're giving up over three and a half expected goals per 60. So, like, I see them coming in at 8% on 11 game slate. And, like, I get, I guess it's fine. And, like, maybe those numbers stabilize a little bit, but I'm not itching to play a line at 8% on an 11 game slate that just does not have good numbers. I'd be more apt to just use the Jack Hughes line or use the the Nico Heischer line here. Um, the problem is I don't really feel like stacking against Igor on eleven game slate either. So like this this game kind of feels like an MME type deal. Um, you know, Andrew Kopp on that third line is this that's a two center line with Dryden Hunt. Like I'm fine with leaving Heedle at center. Like his numbers at center are way better than Wing, but. When Capo Caco comes back healthy, I think that's when you can start really considering using some more depth of the Rangers because that's going to slide Vitrano down to the third line. You, you know, Cop, Heedle, Vitrano line could be usable. But tonight, like, power play stacking the Rangers is fine in MME. I think using the top or second line is fine. I just, I'm not going to prioritize them, especially that second line at their ownership. So I'm going to move to the devil side. There's almost no ownership there. The thing is, like, I don't want to, in one to three lineups, I don't really want to stack against Igor either. So if I do anything on the devil side, it'd be like a Heischer Brat. I'd use that line, but I use it in MME only, get a little bit in 20 or a little bit in 150, but I don't think I'm going to prioritize anything, at least from, you know, lines wise in one to three. Yeah. We talk often about, um, you talked about the Rangers power play stack uh, in this game. We talk a lot about um, how important the Rangers power play is to their team. The New Jersey Devils, since Valentine's Day, the least amount of time at uh, while shorthanded uh, in the NHL. Like, the penalty kill isn't, like, super lead or anything. It's about average. But they just don't take penalties. They're at the bottom of the league for uh, time shorthanded. So um, that's kind of the problem here. It's like, if the Rangers only get one or two power plays, like, how high is the upside? For a team that we don't know if they're going to be good at five-on-five, five, right? Like, you mentioned... Like the, the, the issue with Toronto, we talked about it when he got traded for is like 
he's not really a playmaker, right? And he's not good defensively. So <laughs> that that line would have bad numbers kind of makes sense. Like to me, he's like a diet Patrick lining. That's the way I would explain it. Um, obviously nowhere near uh, the shot, you know, the elite conversion, the elite shot that line a has, it's just, he's that kind of style of player. So um, I agree with you uh, on New Jersey uh, on his year and Brat. I think that's probably the line I would go to. Like I know Panarin, Stroh and Vitrano probably won't be very good together. And, you know, Hughes and Sharon Govich uh, at least have, have a pretty good sample uh, going back uh, to last year. But Hishier and Brat, like they've been absolute dynamite together. I mean, fit in 50 minutes in, in so far this month, uh, 40 scoring chances per 60 minutes at five on five. Like that's just outstanding. And I, like running into Igor does suck. But the Rangers also have a very bad penalty kill. Um, one of the worst in the league over the last six weeks. And Hishier and Brad are both on the top PP units. So if anything in this game, it's probably Hishier and Brad. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to them in 20s in my 20 max because, like you said, facing off against Igor is a problem. But they're at least going to be in consideration for me. Like they project well for me, very low ownership. Um, you know, by our top stacks tool, we have them coming in at about 2%. So I think it's just fine uh, to two man his share and Brad here in this game. On the blue line, um, like we said uh, in the last time the Rangers played, they're really starting to spread out uh, a little bit of the ice time. Adam Fox at 6,900 on the road when he's really power play reliant, just feels really expensive. Jacob Truba, 5,700 while losing ice time. Like, I just don't know if there's a lot I really want to play for defensemen in this game. Like, maybe Dougie, but um, I think there are better expensive options. What do you think? Yeah, I don't really like the defensemen in this game. If you can... If I if like you could guarantee me Justin Braun playing 18 minutes, maybe at min price, but who knows down in the third pair. I would assume Gallant's gonna try to get him some minutes, but I, I just I just don't know. So I'm probably just gonna look elsewhere for defensemen in this from this game. Yep, I agree with that. Let's move along to Columbus with a 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 4.0 implied goal total. This is one of those games where we don't have a lineup confirmation just yet, and that's because Ricard Raquel. Uh, was traded to Pittsburgh yesterday. The expectation is that he's going to go to the second line. Um, Brian Rust had been moved down there recently to play with Balkan. The expectation is that Raquel goes to the second line. Uh, Rust goes back to the top line. And then Evan Rodriguez back to the third line with Jeff Carter. That is what I think it was Josh Yowie, uh, one of the Penguins beat writers, wrote about like he expects Brian Rust to go back to the top line. Just beware. Just watch for warm-ups in case something weird does happen here. But that's what we're expecting. Uh, on the jacket side, obviously, they traded Max Domi. He's gone from the bottom six. Uh, Boone Jenner's still hurt. So Jack Rozovic still the top-line center. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. I mean, even if Sullivan speaks at 4.35 p.m. Eastern, he's not going to say anything of you. So, like, it, you really, really won't know until warm-ups hit. But I think that's a fair assumption from the b writer that they're going to you know, put Gensel, Crosby, and Russ back together. And they're the most expensive line on DraftKings, if that is the case. I think they're, what, 14? Yeah, 22-7. Um, and I think there's enough value lines tonight that you can play them. Like, they're coming in double digits, but they still have good positive leverage for our tap stacks tool, and they're going to get Roslovic line A. I know Roslovic and line A have had better numbers together 
than you would expect, but it's still Pittsburgh won here. Philly Pro in the power play. It's Junis Copersalo. It's not Merzlikens. So, yeah, I'm in on pit one here. Um, I think the question for Pittsburgh here is if it is Heinen, Malkin, Raquel, what do you do with Raquel? Because he's min-priced on DraftKings. And I doubt he's going to see top power play time, but he's going to see even strength minutes with Evgeny Malkin and Danton Heinen, which makes that line 11 and change to full stack, which lets you get in whatever you want, really. Ricard Raquel is kind of – he's similar to – he's better than Vetrano, but he's, he's not really a play driver. He's more of a shooter. So, I mean, I think that's fine on this line. And I'm in price tonight going into Sillinger, Voracek, Bjorkstrand, or Rouselvik line, whatever it is, is fine. I just worry a little bit about his ownership, especially people trying to like jam in some expensive stuff. You're going to see a fair bit of one-off Ricard Raquel tonight. I think a nice way to just be different is full stack pit two here. And if you want to go to pit three, assuming it's Kapanen, Carter, Rodriguez, I think that's fine as well. They're getting you know, one, 2%, which is fine for a third line about, you don't want to see it much higher, but they're going to get bottom six matchups of the, of the jackets, which is a plus for them. You know, a captain and Carter Rodriguez line for the, on a lot of non-playoff teams would be a top six line. So, you know, I'm fine with pit three as well, but pit one's my favorite on the, on the uh, jacket side. I think if anything, it would be Vorchek, Sillinger, Bjorkstrand, but I don't think I'm going to prioritize uh, the Jackets in one to three. They'd probably just be a filler if they got into my lineup organically in 150. So here's my issue with Pittsburgh. Like, obviously, this is a great spot for them, especially with Elvis Merslickens um, injured. Like, it's Jonas Corpusalo playing. That's a downgrade in net. Um, Pittsburgh's top line just hasn't been playing well. Um, there was a very good reason why Brian Russ got moved down to the second line, and it was because the top line was struggling. Um, their last 70 minutes together, 44% of the shot share, 48% of the scoring chances. Like, that's just terrible. <laughs> like, there's just no way around that. And Pittsburgh's top line uh, over on DraftKings today is the most expensive line by over $3,000. And if you're looking at FanDuel, they're also the most expensive line by over $2,000. Like, if you're playing Pittsburgh here today, you, you you won't have high ownership on them. That's for sure. Because they are so expensive, there are so many uh, reasonably affordable lines. But it's really going to hamper what you can do with the rest of your lineup. And like I said, this is a great spot. Don't get me wrong. Going into that Rosovic line, line is a very good matchup. But that Pittsburgh top line, has like it just has not played well for uh, for quite a while now. And that's one of the concerns that we have uh, when stacking this line. And if you look at uh, Crosby's numbers basically over the last month, they're not bad. Like he has um, like seven goals in, in 12 games or something like that. Like that's fine, but they're not having these monster games like, you know, Philip Forsberg had last night or the three or four point nights or, or stuff like that. Those aren't coming to fruition. Um, no problem playing Pittsburgh one because by our leverage and by our top stacks, uh, it's a great spot. It's just, they're really expensive and haven't been playing well. And I think that's just one point of concern I have here. Pittsburgh two, I'm out on like, they're just going to be too popular as a filler. I think I'd rather just kind of, you know, even Josh stack them or power play stack them or something like that. 
on the Columbus side, the, the top line actually hasn't been that bad uh, with Jack Brozovic there. Um, and as we said, the Pittsburgh top line hasn't been good. Um, I don't think you have to full stack the Columbus top line, but like a Rosalvik line, a two man, or even just one off in line eight or something like that, I think it's just fine here. So on the Pittsburgh side, I think I like uh, power play stacking uh, a little bit more. Um, Columbus's penalty kill isn't bad, but it's not great. Um, so I think I like uh, uh, some sort of Pittsburgh power play stack here on the Columbus side. It would be Columbus one, maybe some one offs from that line. Um, that's about it on the blue line. Yeah, just nothing that really sticks out to me uh, on either side. Like if you're correlating, obviously Latang and Wierenski uh, are fine. Um, like at least peak is, has come down to a reasonable price, like for a block shot bonus on DraftKings. So maybe peak, but um, that's about it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree there. And I was just thinking like, because Ricard Raquel missed, he hasn't practiced with the team. I wouldn't be shocked to see the second line still Heinen, Malkin, Rust with Erod on the top line. They start Raquel with Jeff Carter or something like that. Like, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. So, you know, have some swaps right because Erod, $2,300 cheaper than Rust on DraftKings. So just be ready. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, Andrew Peak would be the guy for shot blocking outside of Latang. Probably not much on the Pittsburgh side. All right, let's get to the Washington game then. St. Louis, uh, the Blues have a 2.8 implied goal total. They're going to Washington. The Capitals have a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, on the St. Louis side, they traded for Nick Letty. Um, I think he's, <laughs> I think he, he'll be in the lineup tonight next to Colton Pareko on the top pair. Uh, I, I shouldn't laugh because you know what that means. It's, it's a Nick Letty one goal, one assist night coming uh, right away because we laughed at him. That's been price. That's usually the way these things go. Uh, also on the St. Louis side. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Robert Thomas is hurt. Uh, he's off, out tonight. He's off the second line, so Braden Shen will be taking a spot with Jordan Cairo and Pavel Buchnevich on the Washington side. They traded for Marcus Johansson. Looks like he's going right to the top line with Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin. 
I mean, if this was 2017, I could kind of understand, but Marcus Johansson just hasn't done anything for like four years now, basically since he left Washington. Maybe he'll get rejuvenated there. I don't know, but I don't know. Seems kind of a long shot. Um, TJ Oshie skated this morning for Washington, but he stayed on after um, to get some practice in. That's usually an indication that he's not ready to return from injury, but he could be back tonight. It's just one of those things we'll have to watch for when warm-ups hit. What do you think about this one, Josh? Yeah, I, I don't really know what to make of this game. Like, Marcus Johansson, you saw him on Seattle. He wasn't great with Seattle. He hasn't been great in a lot of places. Yeah, he hasn't been good in for a while. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, playing next to Ovechkin maybe helps, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just – hate stacking the caps as it is and like Marcus Johansson top line tonight I just I don't know I I feel like it's just gonna be what I normally do with the caps is just like plug in Ovechkin and like work in people around him like we just don't know what the second or third line like if Oshie's in does he slot in on that second line with Manson and Backstrom or is, is it Tom Wilson there or like we just don't know there's question marks there too. Like Baxter and Mantha should be a good line. They just haven't gotten off to a good start. And it's fine because like Mantha was out for five months with shoulder surgery. So like you just don't know what to expect. I I don't really love this matchup. So if anything, I probably just stack the top line. Or do you like Kuznetsov Ovechkin Carlson, who was also banged up the other day, but he he seems fine. So I think that's what I would do with the Caps is just go Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Carlson. I don't know what the matchup's going to be. Like, if Kuznetsov, Ovechkin gets O'Reilly Perron, like, I don't love that. And it's they're coming in at, you know, like 5 6 7%. So despite the total on the Caps, I just don't like much here. And I've, I've said it before, if the Caps break a slate, I'm never going to win money because I'm, I'm never on the Caps. It's just, it is what it is. I hate stacking them. So, yeah, in MME, yeah, I'll have some Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Carlson. I just don't know what I would want to full stack here. Like, Mantha, Backstrom, X, like, whoever it is, Wilson, Oshie, Sheary, McMichael, like, we don't know. On paper, should be fine avoiding O'Reilly. I just, on an 11-game slate, I don't like it. And then on the on the blue side, I don't mind the top line here, Sato, Riley, Perron, coming in 2.5%, 3%. If they get that Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Johansson line, like, that has to be favorable to them. Ryan O'Reilly's kind of started to figure it out offensively. He's in a price range where you can pay to find out. They're fully correlated. You know, Washington's a pretty good team. They still have issues in net, though. So if you want to go to that second line, I do like the pair of Kairou Buchnevich. Not a huge fan of Shen, but, he, you know, he's there. So you could play him. He is on a power play unit. So don't mind that second line either. I just don't know if this is a game where I'm going to prioritize anything in one to three. Yeah, uh, before like they're uh, a little spurt here against Pittsburgh and Columbus, like O'Reilly did have six points in six games, taking over two shots per game, which, you know, that's a giant improvement for him. Um, We talked about how St. Louis top line had been turning it around over the last month or so. Uh, Their last 50 minutes together, 40 scoring chances generated uh, in those 50 minutes or 40 per 60 minutes uh, in those 50, I should say. So, you're right. Um, Washington typically splits the shutdown minutes between Kuznetsov and whatever line Lars Eller is on. 
Um, that's probably going to be the fourth line here today. I can't imagine that Washington top line is going to provide much resistance to Sad O'Reilly and Perron. So I agree with you. I think St. Louis one is definitely in play here for us tonight. Um, you know, you can full stack them if you want, because I think this is a better five on five matchup than it is a power play matchup. I don't think it's a particularly good power play matchup for St. Louis. Um, and it's not a good power play matchup for Washington either. That's kind of the thing that bothers me here is um, they really do have to get there at, um, at five on five. Like, I mean, anything can happen in a single game, right? Like they could go out and score three power play goals uh, against this team here. Um, but St. Louis, uh, you know, top 10 by fewest expected goals against ball shorthanded over the last six weeks. Like they're, um, they're playing really well. Even the goaltending is holding up too. So um if you want to play Washington, I would probably uh, dip down to the second line. Uh, Mantha, Mantha, Backstrom, Oshie. I think they can really wreak some havoc against that Kairou, Shen, Buchnevich line. Like Kairou's not really good defensively and Shen's not having a good defensive season either. So I think Washington's second line can really take advantage uh, of some soft-ish matchups. Uh, and they're not coming in with much ownership, 3% uh, by our top stacks tool. So, I mean, you don't have to full stack him. You can do two out of three and add in John Carlson for some power play exposure if you want. But I don't mind that Washington second line here tonight. Uh, Washington two, St. Louis one. On the blue line, um, Nick Letty, Min Price. I mean, he's probably going to play north of 20 minutes as a – he typically doesn't do much peripherally is the problem. Like he has to get there on the scoreboard. We'll see what happens. Um, there's just not really much for defense. I like in this game. Yeah. Same. Like maybe uh fair, very 2,900, maybe Nick Jensen at min price, but like, I'm just going to look elsewhere. Yep. Uh, no problem with that. Uh, get access to all the great Osmo plus tools and content for nearly DF every DFS sport out there with an Osmo plus weekly pass for 29 95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to any of these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base package. However, it is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal, so for those looking to enter multi- to multi-enter contests, sorry, make sure to add on Fantasy Cruncher. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. All right, Tampa Bay, 2.8 implied goal total. They're going to Carolina. Carolina also has a 2.8 implied goal total. A um, couple changes, additions uh, on the Tampa Bay side. Um, they've already been playing, though, Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel down on the third line uh, for Tampa Bay. Um, on the Carolina side, they added uh, Max Domi, but he's not expected to play here tonight. So I wouldn't worry about him. Just keep an eye on warmups. Nino Niederreiter expected to be back in the lineup on the third line for the Hurricanes. Um, Tony D'Angelo returned over the weekend as well. And we've talked about how this Tampa Bay penalty kill has really been struggling of late. Um, not a huge total on either side, but really good players on both sides. What do you think? Yeah, and I feel like... The first thing you notice is Vasilevsky's price on DraftKings, 7,400. And then you couple that with Alex Yorgiev having like a 42 save shutout against these Canes on Sunday. So I feel like Vasilevsky is going to be popular. He should be popular anyway at that price. But, you know, couple that with the them getting shut out, the Hurricanes having a 2.8 total. I don't know. Uh, I feel like this is a decent spot 
to power play stack the Hurricanes here. Um, you know, they, they didn't mix up their lines. So, you know, the top line isn't fully correlated. But they did go 11-7 last game. But with Nito Niederreiter back, they may, you know, go back to – I didn't see if they had a morning skate. But I would imagine they go back to Teravine and Aho, Jarvis, and then Svechnikov, Trocek, Neches. And that, you know, puts two guys on power play one on the first line, two guys on power play two or power play one on the second line. So I don't mind going to that top line here. Um, maybe I like the second line more because I, I feel like I want to pick on Stamkos at center more than I want to go into point Sorelli Palat from five on five. That being said, power play stacking is completely fine. It's going to be pretty pricey though. Ajo is 7,400. You know, Svechnikov, 7,100, Teravine, and not cheap at 6,300 either. So I don't know if I'm really going to prioritize the Canes here in a 2.8 total um, in one to three. But at this ownership, I think you can. You know, that second line is coming in at one, one and a half percent, top line coming in at one percent. I, I think, you know, this is a sneaky good spot. Like, I do really like that third line of Tampa now, Paul, Colton, Hagel. They really just like remade their. Uh, Goudreau Coleman line for way cheap, way cheaper. But like Tampa's not at home, so you know that line's going to see you know bottom six matchups. So I don't think you have to worry about it too much today. So I, I don't I, I don't really mind the top six of the Hurricanes today, especially at that ownership on the Tampa Bay side. Um, I don't mind that top line either. They're coming in at two percent. They're fully correlated. Carolina takes a lot of penalties. They do have a very good penalty kill, but you give Stamkos Kucherov three, four, five opportunities tonight. There's a good chance they're going to put one in. So I'm in on Tampa one here, despite the 2.8 total. Like when you get similar totals, 2.8 home and road, I tend to go towards the road because they're generally a better team because if Tampa was home here tonight, they probably have over a three total. So I'm in on Tampa one more than Carolina, but I think there is some merit to going to Carolina here tonight. Yeah, it is Carolina that I do want to start with. Um, Their second line hasn't been great uh, defensively, but has really been generating offensively in 120 minutes. That Trocek, Svechnikov, Natchez line, 70 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 34 scoring chances per 60 minutes. That is really, really good. Uh, they're going to go into that Tampa top line with Stamkos and Kucherov and Kalorn. Not a big sample from them yet, but they haven't been very good defensively either. Like both of these lines have performed fairly similarly at five on five so far this year. And uh, as we mentioned, the Tampa Bay penalty kill has not been very good. Bottom five by expected goals against uh, over the last six weeks, like the middle of the league by actual goals against per 60 minutes, but they also lead the league in time shorthanded. So they're not allowing a ton of goals per minute, but they're also taking a lot of penalties per game. So it's leading to more power play goals against per game. So like Trocek, Svechnikov, D'Angelo, I think is fine here. Um, just full stacking the Carolina second line, I think is fine here. Um, they're going to be in consider- uh, really in consideration for me in my 20 max here tonight because there's no ownership on them. It's a great power play spot for them. Um and they're not, and they're not expensive on either sides, or you know, at least the second line isn't. So, um, I do like Carolina too here in this game. That would be the if I was looking for a line on the Carolina side, that would be the one I would go to. On the Tampa side, it might actually be that Palat 
point Sorelli line that I like the most here. And the reason I say that is because I think they're going to avoid the shutdown line from Jordan Stahl at five on five. And that's at Carolina three line uh, in the month of March, only 16 scoring chances allowed per 60 minutes. They've been outstanding defensively. So I think Kucherov sees that, that shutdown line. Carolina does have a great penalty kill. So like, I think it's more of about a five on five matchup against Carolina here. And in that case, I would go to Platt point uh, and Sorelli um, coming in with almost no ownership either. Um, but it's really Carolina two that I like the most in this game. So it's Carolina two for me on the blue line. Nobody like really sticks out price wise, like Carolina's four guys on DraftKings uh, over 4k, but under 5,500, like, you think the power play is going to get there Tony D'Angelo um obviously just fine uh on the Tampa side Sergeyev's starting to get a little bit cheaper or reasonable he's been hovering around the high fours of late I don't mind that I'm not sure I can get up to Hedman at 7100 in this power play matchup what do you think yeah it's probably D'Angelo or Sergeyev for me or punting with Chernak he just hasn't been great recently so probably just a correlation play here I I don't really know you know Unless you see a Ruta Bogosian third pair, you know, it, it does worry me that McDonald's down in the third pair. So it's probably going to be Sergachev return act for me. Um, all right, let's get to our next one. Philly, 2.8 implied goal total going into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 3.2 implied goal total. This is, this is probably the most problematic spot on the entire slate. Um, there's a number of reasons. One, it's a 7.30 Eastern start, which means it starts after lock. Next to 7.30, the wings. Two, Vladislav Nemesnikov was traded yesterday by Detroit, but he was also at morning skate for Detroit, skating on the top line, where he had been for like the last month. Um, obviously, that top line is going to change. Who do they move up there? Like, they have been playing J- Jakob Vrana on the third line, so, you know, it would make some sense that they could just move him up to the top line. But they also traded for... Oscar Sunkvist, and, he, you know, he at times had been in the top six over uh, in St. Louis. Uh, we've even seen Joe Valeno uh, get some top six minutes. Do they reunite old Detroit one and throw uh, Tyler Bertuzzi up there uh, with Larkin and Raymond? We just don't know what's going to happen with the Detroit side. What you're seeing at, uh, via lineup builders and lineup sites and all that, it's just guessing. On the flyer side, <laughs> Claude Giroux is gone. Uh, so is Derek Broussard. So, so their top six centers are out of the lineup. And Jerry Mayhew, I guess he was claimed off waivers. That's not as big of a deal. Um, but I guess Scott Lawton and Kevin Hayes are going to be their top six centers now. Uh, it's just a matter uh, of who skates with who. Uh, we have Hayes skating with Fair being connecting as he had been. Lawton jumping into the spare, into the spare spot. Uh, between Van Riemsdyk and Atkinson. This game looks like a disaster to me. What do you think? Yeah, so in practice yesterday, Detroit ran Bertuzzi, Suter, Vrana. If I had to take an educated guess and Blassel doesn't mess up that second line, which is certainly possible because it's Jeff Blassel, I would imagine Phillips Zadina jumps to the top line. That's just an educated guess. That being said, we don't really know what Blasco can do because he'll practice with one thing and just do another because he's Jeff Blasco and he feels like it. So the one thing you know is going to be together is going to be Larkin Raymond. That's about the only thing you can predict from this lineup tonight is Larkin Raymond. So is it Vrana? Is it Bertuzzi? Is it Sedina? Is it Ernie? Is it Sunquist? Is it Valeno? Probably Giovanni Smith. Could it be Sam Gagne? 
he's not. I just don't know. So it's hard to really assume here. I think what you can do is build with Vrana there, right? Hope it's Vrana. <laughs> if it's not, you're going to have a swap to someone who's cheaper, unless it's Bertuzzi. So, you know, if, if you're into Detroit one tonight, because, you know, they're going to, you know, Lark and Raymond are on the top power play. You build with Verona there. If it's Zadina, you get an extra 2K to work with there. Or you just power play stack Verona, Lark, and Raymond. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Like, this is a good power play spot anyway. Uh, the Flyers are just a shell of who they were at the beginning of the season. So, like, it could be good from an ownership perspective, not knowing the Detroit Lions until 728 because their beat riders don't exist. And we'll get like a, a Detroit Red Wings like team, like, here's the starters. And it's probably going to be Sunquist, Giovanni Smith, and Joe Valeno. And we won't know anyway. But like, <laughs> I don't know. If I had a guess, it'd be Larkin, Raymond, Zadina. I just, I just don't know. So, like, you can stack Bertuzzi, Suter, Vrana because they were practicing together yesterday. I'm interested in the Red Wings. I just don't know what they're going to be. I think you just got to take a, an educated guess and hope you hit the right connections and hope you get news and, and have swaps ready at between 7 and 7.30 p.m. Eastern. So on the flyer side, like, I saw people talking about Kevin Hayes. And, like, he's been scoring more, but he has not it's it's smoke and mirrors here. Like his numbers are still brutal. Now this is a pretty good matchup, and like he has decent wingers here. So I guess in MME you can go Faraby Hayes connecting because it is the Detroit Red Wings. Like they're just not a good team. So you can the numbers of those guys together are pretty putrid, but they do have a two point eight total on the road, and there isn't much else that I like going down the lineup. Like maybe a Van Riemsdyk, Atkinson, two man, maybe Frost, Tippett. If you want to get you know min price guys on power play one but you know if i had a full stack anything it'd probably be fair to be his connecting yeah i i mean detroit has been awful defensively of late um and i guess uh you know scott lawton skating with cam atkinson can be fine um atkinson has generally been fine with just about any center he's had like i i would say fine for philadelphia um so you know like a lot in atkinson too man i think it's just is perfectly okay in this matchup it's not like detroit is very good for the red wings i think this is what i'm gonna do is i'm going to build with larkin raymond bertuzzi as the top line and i'm gonna make sure i have nothing but punts as my defenseman um ulavi wallman lindstrom probably jake wallman like i was excited to see uh wallman head to detroit i'm a fan of his um i'd like to see what he can do with a bigger role so like bertuzzi larkin raymond and wallman is probably the way i would stack and then if we get yakov Vrana on the top line um you can just drop from bertuzzi down to Vrana, and then you know wallman up to uh, you know haronic or something like that um you know if it's zadina and you're saving over four thousand dollars like you can just move up uh from wallman to moritz cedar or something like that right so um, I think there are ways that you can plan uh, for the late swap that is going to be incoming. And not to mention, there are, you know, what, six other games that start after this. So, like, as long as you don't have it with one of the first four games and you have late swap, 
you don't really have to worry too, too much. So I would also be careful with whom uh, you stack Detroit, but. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I really do love the top line. Like Larkin, Raymond, X, whatever it is. Like I was, I've been playing Vladislav Nemestikov. Surely it's not going to be worse than that. Oh, so. don't you say that. <laughs> don't you say that. Yeah, stay here as long as you can. Um, the Flyers goaltending has just been brutal on the penalty kill. So yeah, like if you want a power, like it ends up being a power play stack anyway. Um, if Bertuzzi's not on that line, you can just leave him. I think it's fine. But I do like Detroit top line here tonight. So it's Detroit top line. Um, if you want to get to like a two men of Lawton and and uh, uh, Atkinson, I think that's fine as well. But it's mostly Detroit one for me in this game. Uh, on the blue line, like I said, I'm a Jake Wallman fan. I don't know how much ice time they're going to give him here tonight. We'll see what happens. Um, but 2,500 in this matchup, I think there are worse punts to make. On the flyer side, I don't see anybody that I really want to play. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, Sandheim's fine at 3,900, but he's one of those guys, like, if I'm down to my last roster spot with 3,900, I'll play him, but I'm not going to put him into my lineup to build around. Yep. I, I'm kind of interested in Wallman, too, because they traded Troy Stetcher out of there and they brought in Wallman. So, like, I they, like, they specifically targeted him, so, like, maybe he does get some good minutes, so. I mean, if there's one thing Detroit's been good at since Eisman has gotten there, it seems like they've gotten pretty good at, at drafting and targeting defensemen that are useful. So, like, let's hope there's something here with Wallman. Uh, we talked about Yahoo a little bit earlier in the show, and we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited-time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. Um, all right, let's get to our next game. Ottawa, 2.1 implied goal total. They're going into New York to face the Islanders. The New York Islanders have a three and a half implied goal total. Um, as we mentioned, Nick Paul was traded from Ottawa. They got back Matthew Joseph. Looks like he's going to be lining up on the third line. Um, Thomas Shabbat, obviously out. He's out for the rest of the season. I think it was with a broken hand. Uh, Eric Branstrom still expected to run uh, the top power play unit here for Ottawa, but uh, this isn't a very good matchup for them. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people, it seems like uh, are going to be, go- not a lot of people, but it does seem like a fair bit of people are going to be uh, playing Islanders here tonight. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I do like that sense top line though. 
I just don't know if I'm going to use them tonight. They have, you know, the, it, it's a small sample, but since Colin White moved up with Norris Kuchuk, their numbers are excellent. That being said, they're going to get, you know, a sludge matchup with Bailey, J.G. Pajot, and Palmieri. So that, coupled with the Islanders, don't take penalties. I don't know. 2.1 total on the road. I think there's reason to fade Ottawa top line. You know, want to get to a little bit in MME, that's perfectly fine. Like, they're creating over four expected goals for 60. It's a small sample, but anytime you see numbers like that, it does pique your interest. Um, where I'm working tonight is the Islanders' top line. Lee, Nelson, Bavillier. They've been excellent since they uh, got put together. They're creating a ton of chances. They're coming in at like 6-7%, which I think is fine in this matchup. Um, I don't know. I, I, Islanders 3.5 total just gives me nausea like they just like they just been uh you know vegas for whatever reason has just been pumping them all season i guess like for good reason they've turned it around after the first few months of the season the first few months of the season were a festival for them anyway they're on the road for like a month because their new stadium or their new arena wasn't ready so i'm in on islanders one islanders two is okay like newly extended zach parisi i don't know like i'd maybe go barzell wallstrom and that third line, you know, it's just pretty low event. But, like, J.G. Pajot, 3,300 on the top power play is not too bad. But it's probably just going to be Islanders one. Yeah, um, Islanders have been a lot better offensively of late. Um, I'm just looking at uh, their recent games in March. I think it's nine out of the 11 games they've scored at least three goals. Um, a big problem with the Islanders, well, two problems. One, um, they tend to spread out both the skill and the ice time. So, um, they basically have three lines that can score. And if you look at our lineup builder at Osmo.com, you'll kind of see it play out in the projections. We have three lines projected within seven DraftKings points of each other. All three of the top three Islanders lines are within seven DraftKings points of each other by our projections, uh, by our lineup builder. So it's kind of the issue with the Islanders is like, yes, they might have a three and a half in total, implying that they might get like four goals here tonight. Um, seems pretty reasonable to expect maybe like four goals from four different lines, the way that they run this team. That's kind of the issue. But uh, with all that said, I do really like the Islanders top line here tonight. They're not using them as the shutdown line as they have in, in prior iterations. Um, they're going out against second and third lines and they've been very good together. 120 minutes together. They're generating 39 scoring chances per 60 minutes. That's just monstrous. Um, I really do like that Islanders top line here tonight. Uh, Lee, Nelson, Beauvillier. I think if you're going to leave off anybody, uh, it'd be Beauvillier because he's on the second power play unit. But I think all three of them are honestly just fine uh, to play together. So the Islanders top line for me, Bailey, Pajot, and Palmieri would probably be the line that I would avoid. Bailey still hasn't turned his season around. He's the one guy that really hasn't. I think the last time I said that he scored <laughs> so, twice. Twice. <laughs> twice. So like, I mean, anything can happen, but uh, he's really not helping out that line. So it'd be Parise, Barzal and Wallstrom that I would uh, stack if you're looking for a cheaper secondary stack from the Islanders. But I do like Islanders one in this game uh, on the blue line. I mean, our boy, the Zub 3,500 or Nick Holden uh, getting some ice time could get some block shots against the Islanders here tonight, but that's basically about it from them. Um, on the Islanders side, uh, like Dobson, 6k feels expensive, but man, he's been pretty, pretty good for the last month. What do you think? Yeah. You take away the name and just put up his stats. You'd pay 6k for him. So 
Yeah. And then on Dobson, don't mind Pulak at 4,900. The Dobson Pulak thing is kind of like Fox Truba light. So, like, Pulak's the, the Truba in this situation. He gets the peripherals, so I'm fine with him. If you want to punt, Pelic, 3,700. Mayfield, 3,200, also fine. All right, uh, let's move it along to Vegas. 2.8 implied gold total. They're going into Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets have a 3.2 implied gold total. Obviously, Winnipeg traded Andrew Kopp. He will be gone. Um, that's changed their lineup a little bit. It's pushed Nikolai Ehlers to the top line uh, with Mark Scheifele and Blake Wheeler. Uh, Evgeny Sveshnikov is moving up to the second line with Kyle Connor and Pierre-Luc Dubois, while Paul Stasny goes from the first line to the third line. Um, that's interesting because Nikolai Ehlers, like we've honestly just been begging and begging and begging to, you know, get him more minutes. Um, uh, presumably playing on the top five on five line, he's going to get more minutes, but this is Winnipeg. They tend to just kind of screw with him uh, every game. What do you think about this one? Yeah. Uh, they're not putting Sanford, Stasny, Appleton together to, to, to be a shutdown line. No, I can't imagine that. It's like you, you would think Shifley Wheeler Ehlers is going to go out against Top Comp tonight. You know, Vegas backs back on the road. They are a mess and a half right now. Eichel's clearly hurt. He's playing through it. Pacioretty's out. Stone's out. Alec Martinez out. Riley Smith out. Robin Leonard out. Like the list just goes on and on. Uh, is Dadnoff on the team? The Senators forgot to submit the trade list. <laughs> With no trade list, which is a scene. But, like, I don't know. I feel like Winnipeg 1 is going to be popular here tonight, and it's fine. Like, with Ehlers up there, I'm much more likely to play them than Stasny. That being said, I still think I'm going to go to the second line here tonight. I just I just like Kyle Connor the best on this team right now, Kyle Connor Dubois. And Evgeny Smestikov and Min Price, when you watch that line play, he belongs, like, he plays like he belongs there. So, I'm in on that second line. You want to go to that top line, it's perfectly fine. Um, you know, that line doesn't have a huge sample together. Um, Shifley and Wheeler, or excuse me, Shifley and Ehlers have a pretty large sample together. They have pretty good offensive numbers, not great defensive numbers. You throw Wheeler into the mix, the defensive numbers probably won't get any better. Offensively, you know, they'll probably be a bit better five-on-five five than they would with Stasny there. So I think there's some merit to going there. I don't know. I just prefer the second line for about the same ownership. They're a bit cheaper. Just personal preference. I think both are fine. On the Vegas side, I see almost double-digit ownership on the top line for Vegas. They just haven't looked right at that ownership. I'm going to take a pass. Like Back-to-back on the road, 11-game slate, double-digit ownership. That's just going to be a no for me. And Going down the lineup, there just isn't much that I like. Yeah, I agree with you. Back-to-back on the road, like they played last night in Minnesota, traveling to Winnipeg, back-to-back on the road, like you said. Uh, and Eichel, like, is that wrist injury, that wrist problem any better, right? Um, the issue with that line, it's not like they're not playing well. The issue is that they're shooting 3%. And while I'd say, yes, that's going to turn itself around, if one of the guys is playing hurt that you know, with a hurt wrist, how much better is that 3% going to get? That's kind of the issue that I'm running into with Vegas here. Um, and were they're not coming in at an ownership discount, like if they're three or 4%, like I would be considering them 10%, like on an 11 game slate on the road on a back-to-back. No, thank you. So, uh, out on Vegas, uh, in this game, at least the Vegas forwards on the Winnipeg side, 
uh, it would be the Winnipeg top line for me. I, I hear what you're saying about the second line and no issues using them here. It's just that Shifley and Ehlers do generate a lot of offense when they're together. Um, north of three expected goals per 60 minutes, north of 35 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Um, and they're going to get, you know, they're going to get a little bit of that Vegas top line, but I don't think there's really a matchup that uh, that is really concerning, especially when you can factor in the back-to-back. So, um, yeah, top line for me from Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg, too, just fine as well. Um, nothing for me uh, on the Vegas side. On the blue line, um, you know, Josh Morrissey's still playing a million minutes a night for whatever reason, so I think he's just fine. Like, there are a lot of Vegas defensemen missing. They're basically missing four defensemen out of their lineup. So, like, if you want to go to the super cheap guys like Coughlin, Hutton, um, I think that's just fine here. I think this would be a good spot to go get one of your super cheap defensemen, um, it, especially on DraftKings where you're looking for blocks. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Coughlin, Coughlin, however you pronounce it, Ben Hutton's fine. I don't even know who those guys are on the third pair, so I'd avoid them. On the Winnipeg side, uh, yeah, Morrissey with either of the top lines is fine. Pionk with either of the top lines is fine. You want to punt DeMello Dillon or Logan Stanley, Jake Harry Witter. Yeah, don't forget, uh, as Chad reminded us, this is flowchart season. Um, this is a pretty good matchup for Winnipeg, especially when you factor in the back-to-back on the road. And we know what the flowchart says when it's a good matchup. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do awful, and then they're going to hit three empty net goals. So that's just what's going to be. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way that's going to work. Yeah, our flow chart usually says fade Winnipeg in good matchups, but tonight uh, looks like we might be playing them. All right, let's get to this next game. Edmonton, 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Dallas. Dallas has a 3.3 implied goal total. Um, people were pan- uh, a little bit of panic with Joe Pavelski, not at morning skate, but uh, they said he was fine. He's going to be in the lineup on the top line. So normal Dallas one back together. Edmonton played last night. Uh, in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, game. yeah, so a little bit of travel for them. Uh, another road back-to-back here, Josh. What do you think? That was a great game. One thing I noticed in that game, if Roman Yossi didn't exist, Cal McCarr would be a lock for the Venza. That guy is electric. He's so fast. But, yeah, man, Kyler Yamamoto's turned his season around, hasn't he, playing with Connor McDavid? I don't know, man. He was just absolute poopers playing with Dreisaitl in the beginning of the year, but who has he turned it around with McDavid? That being said, it is back-to-back on the road. They still have issues defensively. Robertson hints Pavelski. You know, Pavelski took a maintenance day. The coach said he's going to be in tonight. You have to take him at his word, I guess. You just don't know. Like, sometimes his coach is like, yeah, he's fine. And then, like, you find out he's on the IR, like, before the game. So, you take the coach at the word here. You think Pavelski's in. They are one of the the higher owned lines of the night. That being said, I think it's fine. Like Edmonton has issues defensively. They're back to back on the road. It's probably going to be Koskinen tonight. Not a huge upgrade from Mike Smith, honestly. So I'm in on Dallas one. Just be aware of what you're doing. You know, that getting that high ownership on an 11 game slate, you know, it kind of narrows the path on what you can do with them. But it's still, don't, if you love them, don't fade your guys because of ownership just get a little bit different. So Dallas won for me. Um, Vladislav Nemestikov's out tonight. I don't know. Like going down the line, if there just isn't much else on the Dallas side. On the Oilers side, again, low own McDavid night. It, like back-to-back on the road, on 11-game slate, it kind of worries me a little bit. But like McDavid came down in price a little bit. 
six percent right now. Like Yamamoto still thirty seven hundred on the top power play. The Stars are, yeah, like they're battling for a playoff spot. It's just they're just not a great team. So like I don't mind going back to Edmonton one here. Um, especially like a McDavid Yamamoto two man like is where it's not like overly expensive and Yamamoto is going to be pretty low owned. So I don't mind Edmonton one tonight, but I, this is a Stars one game for me. Yeah, uh, Dallas's last home game with the New York Rangers in town, they were sending out their fourth line um, against the Rangers top line, which is something they've been doing a fair bit this year. Lord help this Dallas team. If they send out Roddick Fox and Luke Glendening <laughs> against Connor McDavid back road, back to back or not um, that Dallas line has just been not very good all season. I don't know why they keep uh, going back to it as a shutdown line. Like they just keep getting run over. Um, I mean, I understand it to an extent because they want to free up the top lines, especially okay. the second line, because they're not very strong. But man, oh man, uh, if McDavid and Yamamoto are going to get like 10 minutes at five on five against that fourth line, I agree with you. I think the Edmonton top line is very much in play here. Uh, you know, like you said, if you just want two man McDavid Yamamoto, it's a reasonably cheap two man, especially if you're if you're going with a somewhat cheaper defenseman or just a two man. So like. Yeah, I agree with you. That Edmonton top line is definitely in play for me here tonight. As far as the Dallas top line goes, like, they've been dropping uh, ice time of late. It's been inconsistent is the best way I can explain it. Like, Jason Robertson, I was looking at his ice time of late. It's like his last five games, it's like 15, 17, 17, and then 21 and 23. It's like, well, is he going to play 15 minutes tonight or is he going to play 23 minutes tonight? Like, that's not even close to the same type of player. Um, and then, you know, the issues with Pavelski, like you mentioned, uh, taking a maintenance date, coming in at like 15, 16, 17%. I think this is a spot where you can fade Dallas. Um, I really do believe that. Um, I have no problem fading a, a 15% line uh, on an 11 game slate. That looks like what they're going to come in here as. If you want to play them, then play them. I don't think there's any problem with playing them specifically. Um, I just want to get away from uh, that super heavy ownership. And what isn't really a, like a great, great spot. Like Edmonton has been better defensively, at least since Woodcroft took over like a month ago. So um, yeah, I think I'm out on Dallas here. Uh, maybe a little bit of Edmonton one though, uh, especially some two mans. We'll see. Um, I, I don't mind that matchup. I don't mind the price. I like the ownership. So yeah, maybe some Edmonton one for me here tonight uh, on the blue line. Uh, we talk about the extra minutes the Dallas guys are getting. I like Essa Lindell here tonight. Um, you know, if you need a super pun in Hakampa, that's all right. On the Edmonton side, if you're not correlating uh, with Darnell Nurse, um, I don't know why you would be power play stacking the Edmonton Oilers here, um, you know, correlating with Tyson Berry. Um, but Cody Ceci playing 22-plus minutes, uh, minutes a night of late. Don't mind him. What do you say? Yeah, Cody Ceci, Cowboy Chris Russell, see Big Turk egging me on. Not today, Turkey. We got a big slate. Um, yeah, Cody Cece, Chris Russell, the Cowboy, Jim Matheson's boy. Don't mind Ethel Lindell, Klingberg. It's all right if you're correlating. Yanni Hockenpah, Jake's Finnish cousin, would be the min price punt. Yeah, um, don't forget Brett Kulak got traded to Edmonton too. Uh, he's all the way down to 2,500 for the Oilers. So um, I don't know how much ice time he gets, but at least another option there. Um, 
here at Osmo, we have an Osmo Hall of Fame where we like to celebrate subscriber success. So if you'd like to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants. And if you do all that, you get a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, we'll, you'll see Kelly Canuck. We talked about him yesterday on the show, finishing first place in college basketball over the weekend. Uh, congrats to him. Um, Nick Lepre uh, works here at Osmo, also did well uh, in UFC, uh, finishing third in that 2K to first over on DraftKings as well. Dave DeRemmer has been absolutely crushing uh, the parlays of late. Uh, congrats to him on his two-pick parlay there. Uh, Scott Boney uh, had a massive night in NBA, taking down a bunch of first and single entry and three maxes, turned $55 into over 12K, so congrats to him. And finally, Brendan from Buffalo uh, hit a four-pick parlay as well, uh, also in college basketball. Lots of March Madness stuff. So congrats to all the March Madness players. Uh, and congrats to all the winners. And if you want to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, osmo.com slash avatar. Get the avatar. Send your wins into the Osmo Hoff account. Uh, before We have a few games left. Before we get out of here, if you guys could, please throw us a thumbs up. Click that like button. The likes uh, really help us out. Click the subscribe button if you haven't already. And make sure you click that bell to get alerts whenever we do go live. Uh, coming up after us, the No House Advantage NBA show, Aton and Terry at 3.30 Eastern. They're followed by the Locks Before Lock at 4.30 Eastern. That's our NBA prop betting show. And then they lead into the NBA double dose of the deeper dive and the live before lock. All right, Josh, San Jose, 2.1 implied gold total going into Calgary. The Flames have a 3.9 implied gold total. I'll just say, I don't like, I know they put uh, Timo Meyer back with Thomas Hurdle. There's no one I want to play on the San Jose side, especially with Jacob Middleton gone now. Um, he was the guy I would go to for blocks. Like, I don't know. They said Ryan Merkley is going to be playing on the top pair with Eric Carlson. I guess he's fine for punt, but there's nobody I want to play from San Jose. That team is, that team's worse than, might be worse than Arizona at the moment. What do you think about this game? Yeah. The Flames have a huge total. And they move to Foley up to the top line and like sexy. But then you look at their minutes. Ugly. Yeah. Foley played 13 minutes last game. Lindholm played 16. Gaudreau played 15. Now, it was back back on the road, and they're absolutely just, as Niehaus would say, laying the wood to the Canucks. So maybe their minutes came down here, but they're in the playoffs here. Can they get it done in 15 minutes tonight? Yeah. You know what line looked really good, though? Dylan Dubé, Michael Black, Backlund, Matty Kachuk. Kind of cheap, man. They're 12 9 to full stack. I don't know. I'm not really talking myself into that line, but like the Sharks, there's just nothing there to stop any of these lines. So, like, I, I would imagine um, the coach is going to spread out the minutes pretty heavily tonight. You're probably going to see most lines around 14 15, the top line like 16 17, something like that. So, <sighs> Don't mind that third line of Coleman, Yarncroft, Mangiapane as a filler. Don't mind Dubay, Backlund, Kachuk. Like, the top line is fine. They just have minutes concerns. Can they get there in those minutes? Sure. But for that price, I'd rather just go to, a, like, an Edmonton or a Dallas or a Tampa. Or a, I don't even remember who we broke down earlier today, but one of the more expensive lines. You know what I mean? Like, 15 minutes 
for that price worries me despite the 3.9 total because they have four playable lines and the coach is going to roll four lines all night. So minutes are concerned. So like, yeah, I maybe will get to some Calgary one. I'll more likely have some fillers of Calgary two, Calgary three. And then I'll just go about my day. Like if Calgary one burns me and they're 14, 15, 16 minutes, so be it. Like I can't, you know, put my faith in 16 minutes of an expensive line. Yeah. Um, and I think the other issue here with Calgary is the one thing San Jose is doing well is killing penalties. Yeah. Like uh, their bottom 10 for fewest expected goals against like their penalty kill has been better than like the Islanders of late, better than Vegas of late, better than, you know, Minnesota, Los Angeles. Um, and they're not allowing any goals either. Like the goaltending on the penalty kill has been good. All their problems are coming at five on five, five on five. They're atrocious. Like, I mean, close to Arizona bad. So um, I think if I were to focus on Calgary, it would be the five on five lines. And the one that kind of sticks out is Coleman, Yarncroft, Mangiapane. Coleman and, and Mangiapane have played exceptionally well together this year when they have uh, skated together. Um, you know, we're looking at 30, 35, 36 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes. I don't think Yarncroft is going to hurt them. And you get you get that Calgary line going to the second and third lines against the Sharks, man, it's going to be a problem. So I think honestly, all all the Calgary lines are really in play here tonight. But for me, it's less about the power play matchup and more about the five on five matchup. And you know that includes pricing, that includes ownership, and all that. And for that reason, uh, Calgary three, Coleman, Yarncroft, Mangiapane, going to be one of my fillers tonight. You, two man them, three man them, do what you want. And like I said, any of the three Calgary lines, perfectly fine to use. I just think for a mix of ice time, uh, ownership, upside, I think it is that Calgary third line I will be looking towards. Uh, on the blue line, Noah Hannafin still under 4K uh, seems perfectly fine to me uh, on the flame side. Obviously, if, if you are power play stacking or line one stacking Rasmus Anderson for some additional exposure. Like I said, Ryan Merkley playing with Eric Carlson. He's supposed to be a good prospect hasn't really gotten there yet, but min price. I mean, I guess it's fine, but really nothing for me from San Jose. Yeah, I agree. It's just really the top pair for me on Calgary, depending on what you want to do. Like, I don't know. Don't want to play in the fives for Burns or Carlson on this team. I agree with that. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to an absolute dandy here. The main Seattle. event of the evening. Seattle 2.8 applied gold total going into Arizona. Arizona Coyotes have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, did Seattle trade their checking line? Mason yeah. Appleton, Callie Aaron Crock, and Colin Blackwell. <laughs> like, I think yeah. there was one guy there that I'm missing that instead of Blackwell, but I think they traded their yeah. entire checking Yanni line. Gord is still there. Yeah, they do still have Yanni Gord. But, um, yeah, Seattle definitely playing a bit shorthanded when you consider they did trade an entire line, and this was not a deep forward group. Uh, to begin with, they also traded uh, Mark Giordano, who had missed their lot, who got sat out of their last game, but he uh, he is gone now as well. Uh, I think that's why you're seeing Arizona with a three point one total. Um, all that said, like Arizona is not a very good team in their own right. Arguably the worst five on five team in the NHL over the last six weeks. So I do think there is something to play on both sides. What do you think, Josh? I go back to my boys here, Yanni Gord, Ryan Donato. I actually do like Morgan Geeky there as well. He shoots the puck. Uh, that line is super cheap. 
they're probably, if I was 20 maxing, they'd definitely be in the filler mix here. They're getting, you know, 4% ownership, which is a little bit higher than I wanted. But, you know, Gordon Donato, both on the top power play. Geeky on the second power play. That line seems like it may mesh well together. Who knows what the matchup's going to be on the Coyotes. It doesn't really matter. Like, if McCann was on the top line with Schwartz and Everlay, I would really like that line. But, you know, McCann's on the third line with Daniel Sprong and Junis Donskoy, who has one goal this season. So, like, I do like McCann. I don't really like his line mates here. I'm not sure how Sprong fits onto this team here. So, for me, you want to use that top line with Wenberg. I guess it's fine. Like Wenberg Eberle top power play for 6K against the Coyotes in a really good power play spot is fine. For me, I'm probably going to go to Geeky Gord Donato. On the Coyote side, like if anything, I'm going to go to Keller Boyd Schmaltz. They're getting 6% ownership, though. I don't know if I want to play 6% Coyotes. On an 11-game slate, there's other lines around that price, around that ownership that I would want to play more. And, you know, that's probably about it. My problem with that Arizona line? Shooting percentage. 26% this month. 26%. You don't get that. Like, that's a power play riding hot. And they're shooting that at five on five. Like, that, they can't maintain half that. That's kind of the problem here. And I, like eventually it's just going to completely crash. Does it happen here tonight against Seattle or not? You know, like you said, I think there are other filler lines in that range um, that I do like better. Like I talked about Carolina too earlier in the show. That would be one of the fillers that I like here. Uh, um, Los Angeles one, um, you know, we talked about Islanders one. Those are all lines that I, I would like better than Arizona one here tonight. Like, eventually they're just they're not playing well like they're playing under 40 percent of the scoring chance share when they're on the ice it's just you know when you're scoring on one out of every four shots you're gonna look pretty good so i don't know man i'm out on arizona i know it's a fairly good matchup against seattle um but they're, they're not terrible defensively and they don't take a ton of penalties they are taking more but not a ton so I think i'm out on on arizona forwards here it'd be it'd be the top line if anything um but I'm out on them. It is Gord Donato that I like in this matchup as a two-man. They've been very good in a small sample together. Gord, it seems like once he got away from that appleton Yarncroft duo or whatever it was, has started to play a lot better. So, yeah, Gordon Donato for me. On the blue line, I mean, nothing really sticks out to me. Uh, like, I guess Vinny Dunn is probably going to take over the top power play unit here uh, for Seattle. So, you know, 3,300 top power play against a bad penalty kill, I think is fine. What do you think? Yeah, I like Vinny Dunn, assuming he takes over the power play. I don't imagine why he wouldn't on the Coyote side. Dyson Mayo, maybe, but he's a little pricey for my for my Mayo tastes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, real quick, let's get through this last game. Nashville, 2.9 implied goal total. Going into Los Angeles, the Kings have a 3.1 implied goal total. Nashville on a back-to-back. Um, David Riddick probably going to start. He's been playing the back-to-backs for them this year. So um, I'm assuming it'll be Riddick for Nashville. On the Los Angeles side, uh, you're seeing a fair bit of ownership uh, on both their top two lines because they're, A, both playing very well, and, B, not very expensive. That worries me. I will say I do like uh, Los Angeles one here tonight. They should be getting some depth matchups 
um, as they're taking less of the quote shutdown minutes of late. So Los Angeles won for me in this game, and it'll be the first game I fade Roman Yossi in a little bit, in a little while. What do you think? Yeah, so I'll start with the LA Kings second line. Now they, they're coming in at like 13%, which is maybe validated. Their numbers together are incredible. They've been going out against the top comp a fair amount. Now, the one thing I will say about Nashville is you like to attack that penalty kill. You had to nose on the top power play here, but Moore's not even on the second unit. Kaliev's on the second unit. So if you want to use them for five on five, like that's fine. But like, I want to concentrate on the power play here. It's going to be LA one. If they see a bunch of Tolvin and Granlin Cunning, it's still a good five on five matchup too, but they can take advantage of a porous penalty kill without probably UC Saros in net. So it's LA one for me. You want to go back to Nashville one here. You can make a case for it. Yeoman, Roman Yossi, 8,700. Back-to-back on the road. It seems like a fade. But, man, like, do you ride the wave? Like, you take a chance maybe in MME to ride that wave because he's just going absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, he has been very, very good. Um, all right, we got to get out of here, Josh. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. Uh, my hat trick pick. I don't even know where he's playing, but Jakob Vrana is my hat trick pick uh, here tonight. My goalies are uh, Connor Hellebuck, uh, Vemelka, Jake Ottinger, uh, and Andre Vasilevsky. Who you got? Yeah, I like those. I wrote them down. There was a punt that I – oh, Anton Forsberg, 6,800. I think you can get a little spicy with. I prefer him to like 6,700 James Reimer because Calgary is just a juggernaut at this point. Yeah. And my hat trick pick is going to be Yanni Gord. Ooh, ooh, that's <laughs> spicy. I like it. Yanni Gord, Jakob Vrana are your hat trick picks. All right, we are out of here. Uh, no house advantage coming up. Uh, and then <laughs> locks, locks before lock. Lots of NBA coming up after us. We will be back tomorrow. Until then, for producer Tyler, for Josh, our single entry assassin, I'm Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.